welcome to Love Through It. I'm your host, Liana Nielsen, former actress and comedian turned certified integrative nutrition health coach. I found my way here after spending my 20s getting sick and then learning how to heal myself from an autoimmune condition, depression, anxiety, and an eating disorder when countless doctors were no help. Combining both traditional and alternative methods, I found healing through a deeper mind-body connection. I am so excited to share what I've discovered with you. Here, I'll chat with friends, experts, and clients on how they love through their biggest challenges to build lives and bodies they love. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Love Through It. I am so excited to have this guest on today. Welcome, Claire Burns. Let me just give you like an intro. She is an actress, a comedian, a host, a podcaster, a producer, a set designer. My producer, my, I try to think, and I almost, I meant to ask you before we started this, like, I don't even know what to call you. You're like my girl Friday. You like literally like save my life every week. Um, Claire is here, guys. Um, Hi. Give her a warm welcome. A uh, round of applause at home. I know we're in your car. <laughs> Thank you. I do require a round of applause anytime she- I come on. I don't know how to introduce me. So I know. Bravo. I'm like, what do I even call you? Claire? Right? Claire legitimized my company. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that. I can just at least, here's the thing you, we, you know me so well. It's and true. I do happen to have a few skills that yes. I can use to help with your business and amplify it. So that is something that I'm thrilled to do. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Let's um, we'll back it up the bus. Like I want to hear yeah. about where your upbringing, where you came from, anything like you want to share your sign, your human design, any of those things. I want to know the things you. that make you you. But before that, I yeah. want to just say that you were introduced to me probably what eight nine years ago. I'm not yeah. good at time. What else? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I think the first time I ever met you, it was a shoot I got hired to do with uh-huh. Jesse and Tracy yes. for The New Yorker. Yes, I think yes, it was yes. The shouts and murmurs online. Yes. And you were sort of the star of the show. Thank you so much. And you were like the teacher. We're all the in teacher. school. That's and- been my role in every sketch, by the way, teacher or mom. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're tall. When you're tall, everyone's you're like, tall. oh, Willie, we can all look like children. Right, um, exactly. And I remember just thinking about how poised, like, I didn't know you, but I, you, you know, you were, you were the star of the show. So like, we're doing all these takes, we're sitting watching you and um, you were so poised. You were so funny. You were so commanding. My first impression was to be, you know, super impressed by you. And then over time, uh, you know, Jesse and I, Jesse is a mutual friend of ours. Who's also a comedian. Um, She... I got to know you better just through her because you guys right. were so close. And then you and I did that one uh, Me Too. Wasn't it like we're wearing the the pink pussy hats? Yes. Yes, we did. Did that video ever come out? I think it's all mine. I looked too tan is what I felt like. I oh, my God. It. That's so funny. Because you were standing next to me. That's because you looked too tan. <laughs> I'm so pale. It was like, what? Yeah, that was something that Jesse wrote. Or a friend of hers wrote or something that she was directing. That was it. 
Yes. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and it was yeah. the two of us in um, one other uh, Mark Vision, I think. But yeah, I forgot. It was something. Yeah, it was a sketch. And I don't remember much else about it. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> we were being like, sort of like, yeah, we were women, in a protest. Like, protests and like, yes. those pink cats. The pink cats. Yeah. That's so funny. I yeah. had forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how you kind of wandered into my life and across my and path. And then you were, I think, one of the very first people to reach out to me when I launched my program. And yes. that was super, uh, that made me feel amazing. A, because I was so afraid. Like this was such a personal big yeah. thing for me to put out there. I was so afraid. And then it was like someone that I thought was really cool and funny and interesting and smart was interested in taking it. It was like, oh, oh my gosh. Well, of course. And, and it was it was such a gift for me, truly. Oh my gosh, I love that. That, that uh, brings all the warm fuzzies. <laughs> well, I was so excited because I knew that and then I'll go back but yeah yeah I, we'll back up the bus in a second I, but I wanted but, to give people a little bit of framework for sure for sure I just remember on that same shoot where not the one with the pussy hats but the other <laughs> one where we first met I remember at lunch we were all having pizza except for you and you <laughs> you had you know your salad or whatever and I just remember talking to you like usually sometimes those people can be obnoxious Let's yes. be true. I mean, let's be. Oh my God. Most here. of the time. Most, Most of, of the time. time. So I'm, like, I'm sorry. I'm an actress and yes. I don't eat that. Like no. I need this. But the way, like we started talking about, it, I asked you or something and the way you were talking about it, it made like, I was so drawn to you because you were like, no big deal. This just, I know I need this. So yeah. I'm taking care of myself. And like, I, and you just kind of shared more about, it. so I was like, first of all, I'm obsessed with you for like speaking up for yourself and knowing what you need, right? As opposed to just going with the flow, which is right, right, right. What I was doing all the time and still do sometimes. But um, we're getting better. It's getting better. We're getting, getting better. Getting better. Yeah. And I remember then you also came on the live show that Jesse and I had. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And At, we, uh, the pit. At the pit. Yes. It was when we were doing the No Such Thing as Love. Like as before the podcast, it was a monthly live show. And so you came on and we talked. I don't remember. I think it was just like making yourself feel better to be, you know, because it was always around yeah. the premise of dating and love yes, and all yes, of that. Yes, yes. So it was like just figuring out. And the one thing that I do remember, because at the time I was maybe an addict of grande soy lattes don't worry about it <laughs> from the bucks and i remember you like organically talked about how soy maybe isn't always so good and whatever and i was like oh fuck i mean besides the point that i besides the fact that i was eating like sugar in all processed foods but i just one thing that stuck out i was like oh you thought you were so great with your soy claire <laughs> Nah, nah, no, not not in that form. Although fermented, for those of you out there, fermented yes, yes, yes. forms of soy, not bad. But we don't want like the crappy processed soy. Right. Not good for us. I mean, it was not like the Starbucks so soy milk. Not this, no more no. soy milk with like vanilla oh, no. flavoring. No, no. no. <laughs> I know it is so funny because you still yeah. go like um in. I was living in England the past couple of years and they still, it's like, they still feel like soy is a good idea. Like you're yeah. seeing that a lot. I'm like, guys, yeah. guys, no, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're not doing this. I know. I went to one 
like super fancy Brooklyn, like we are so cool coffee shops. And I asked for soy. This was a few years ago. And I asked for soy latte. They're like, we don't serve soy. That was the first time I had oat milk. So that was back in the day. But nonetheless, so Which you is ha- its own problem. Its own itself. problem. <laughs> right. I know. I was like, oh. But it is more delicious, I think, than it's soy. It's changing. It's rich. It's, it's It's creamier. Very, it's very creamy. It is. But anywho. Anywho. So, yes, we have such a wonderful history. We do. But I just remember when you did post, like, I'm going to be doing this group. Who's looking for, you know, I just, I, there was no hesitation. I immediately, I was so excited because I obviously knew you personally and I knew, but also I knew your approach to it. Yeah. yeah. Like you weren't the person that I feared, which was the obnoxious salad eating person at lunch. (laughs) Like you were just the person that like had information. Yeah. You knew how to help yourself and you're happy to share it with others who are interested. And so I was so excited. And then that's uh, obviously I was correct in that <laughs> assumption and so here now, we are together still. here we are and doing i guess uh, you're get you're in our fo- your fourth program yeah. with me my yeah. fourth time amazing i'm so, so happy amazing. to have you yes so yes so i'm someone who was born um <laughs> <laughs> what? let me start from the beginning um, no i will i'm an aries sun Ooh. okay okay a virgo moon Ooh. and aquarius rising Ooh, i don't know anything about any of that what does that Thank mean you so much um i don't know i don't okay, know cool. do you identify um, with that at all i do because i think that there's so much i love astrology yeah yeah I cool really do i love it but I, I'm not the most versed in it. Yeah, like I yeah, have yeah. an astrologer, an intuitive astrologer that I've been going to for over 13 years. Okay, so you probably know a lot more about it than no, I no, do. No, no, I no, know no. about like my sign. No, I listen. I've even taken astrology courses with her, my intuitive Ooh. astrologer, and I still can't really speak to her. Well, what give me the like, do you identify with the three and give us like sort of the cornerstone? Like, what does it mean to you? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think that, um, I mean, we all just grew up knowing our sun sign, which is that main sign. And the reason here's a fun little fact. Also, I love trivia, by the way. So I may be doing fun. (laughs) I love it. I love fun facts. But the reason why we all identify with our sun sign versus it should be the triptych. It should be the three, like your sun, moon and rising or ascending. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those that's more accurate to us yeah. than just the sun. And I think yeah. so as an Aries, it's like, yes, very fiery, very stubborn, very, you know, very passionate. Yeah. And so I identify with that a lot, but not mm-hmm. fully. Right. Mm. So I think, but the fact <laughs> my trivia will sneak in and out back <laughs> in, back in the forties with weekly publications they wanted to have like someone had posted something about a horoscope and they found like a lot of readers were excited about it but the nuances Mm. of doing those combinations and saying and for people to know what they're rising in there because that has so much more to do with like location and time of where you Mm -hmm. were born versus Mm -hmm. just the day Mm -hmm. and so in order to have 
something where people would continue to come back to the newspaper. They mm-hmm. just decided, let's start just putting in sun sign information. So that's oh. why we're just navigated really a b- with the sun sign, even that's though that's so not interesting. fully like, it's only a piece of us. Right, so, right. So yeah, so I do, I think discovering that over the last few years, I think I, from my brilliant intuitive astrologer, Rachel Lang, she, you know, explained that to me. And so I was like, ah, okay, so I'm not, because I'm not one to like blow up and scream at people and do whatever, even though, you know, push me hard enough and I will, but, <laughs> but still, you know, it's like that, that typical idea of an Aries that's just so flies off the handle and so passionate and all it's like, I'm pretty contained in comparison. Yeah. 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 But that's still driving. So anywho. And then that. what about the other two? Virgo, see, that's something I'm still trying to. The Weird. Virgo is much more like the meticulous. The is it balance? Is that Virgo or is that no, something else? Virgo is um. <laughs> it's like the weirdest little. It's the but what weirdest does it little mean? thing. What, what does so it mean? The thing about Virgo is um they are very um for lack of like meticulous and organized and need things in order. Okay. And so it's a very managed sign. Okay. Okay. For my understanding, someone may be screaming, let no, that's not it. But for my <laughs> understanding, which is so funny because our mutual friend, Jesse mm-hmm. is a Virgo. And I'm always oh. like, that's not her. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know how to like, I relate to all three of mine, like very right. like brief. Like what are your three? Taurus, Sagittarius, Leo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, everything needs to be comfortable and beautiful. And I need to be cozy all the time. And I am completely stubborn and I will love you forever. Like the right. loyalty is there. Yes. Uh, the Sagittarius, that has only come recently. I'm like, oh, should I never live anywhere and travel right. around the world and like never feel satisfied one space? Yes. Absolutely. I'm like, I mean, Leo. I'm like, Hello. should I be an actor? Should I start a podcast? Of Do you guys want to look at me? Do people want to look at me? Look at me. That's the Aries in me. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's the Aries. That's very. And then, what's your third? Aquarius, which I don't know much about, but it is that it is that um, more fluid than the Earth of Aries. So it's a balance. Mm, Listen, I have copious notes from all of my sessions with Rachel, but I simply just take them out right now. Let's just turn this bus around, and this is now an astrology podcast. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay, but so we know your sign. We know that. And that also, I'm a projector. Yes. To go with that, that. So yes. That I love. Human design, you know, why well, I, I would sort of push you into it is the one thing that I find fascinating. Please don't say pushed. You <laughs> invited you. You invited me and it's opened up like so much. It's so. Oh, gosh. It's, it's just understanding so much more of who, like, uh, it's validation of who I am. It is. That's what I yeah. felt. Like, guys, if you don't yeah. know your human design, I totally recommend looking it up. You can get your chart for free. It's yeah. based in astrology, but also like the I Ching and Kabbalah. I think it's kind of random, yeah. but it's like really, I'm going to, and I'm definitely going to have uh, an expert on here for about sure, it because I could, sure. I love, it's changed my life, but yeah. I, I love to know with clients because it teaches me about your energy. And how to get, and like so much of what I do is get people to listen to their bodies. So it's like, once you understand how you'd make decisions and we both Mm -hmm. understand that we can like lead you into that. Which is 
uh, tremendous because I think the understanding before and in general, it's like, well, everyone should behave this way. Right. And it's just not true. Right. Like there's, you are the only one that knows exactly what you need. And that's why we just need to learn to listen and trust ourselves because literally no one else has the blueprint of our life except for us. Except for us. Internally. It's just. And we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out that. But yeah, we're listening to it internally. And so that, that helps so much when you introduce the idea of human design to me, because it was like, oh, wow. Okay. So this is making more sense. Yeah. Well, because one of the things with Claire, and I see this a lot because I have a lot of New York City clients and I end up with a lot of projectors who are out of balance. Mm -hmm. And the thing about projectors is like they're incredibly efficient. So they only have to work short periods of time Mm -hmm. and they need a lot of rest. And like in New York City, like you're never supposed to sleep ever. Like that's just the rule. When you move there, it's like this unwritten rule that no one sleeps and you have to be as busy as humanly possible. So I get all these sick projectors who are like exhausted. 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 And I just have to be like, please take naps. Please take naps. Don't listen to anyone else. Take naps. Take naps. Take naps. And you're like, whoa, I'm allowed to. I was like, please, please, please. Don't, I don't have to feel bad about it. Yes. It was so funny. I was thinking um, just the other day about how it, pretty much any trip that I'll go on, it historically, prior yeah. to pre-pandemic when I was hustling and doing all the things, before knowing I was a projector. And it was like, as soon as I arrived at home or on a trip, like I went to New Orleans with one of my good friends and I truly had to sleep, like- my body shut down mm. and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm here on this trip with you, but like, I can't function because my body is truly just like desperate for sleep. Yeah. So yeah. bad. So now I understand it and now I sleep all the time. Thank you. Yes. It's what makes you so effective at what you're doing. And yes. that's the one thing, if I'm pushing any agenda in the world, it's like eat more vegetables and sleep more and rest yeah. and be slow. Just be slow. Just be it's slow. productive. It makes the fat, it makes the productivity even like enhances your productivity the more you can rest. So, yeah, you're finally embracing it. And it's, yes, and, yeah. I mean, gosh, the progress you've made in the last like six to nine months, like, holy lordy, cow. I know it's insane. insane. I'm still working on my sleep hygiene if you will like when yeah, i go yeah, to sleep yeah. but i will take yes. naps more and i won't do that well and like yeah. just taking the pressure off of or the guilt off of it i think is huge yeah huge. i think yeah absolutely because it's like i'm a grown woman i shouldn't need a nap in the middle of the day and like guess what you do i do i because really some do grown women and men do yes and that's it's very true nothing's wrong with it thank there's you there's nothing knowing. wrong with that okay so yes. you were born we got I was that born. Far. Thank you for knowing. Um, I yes. So I am originally from Tennessee. Um, you can hear it a little bit. There's a little a bit. Little bit. A little Tennessee. bit. Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. I could I could lay it on thicker if you want, but I no. mean, um, I know sometimes I sound British because it's a weird combination of like southern and northern. But um, um well, that's fine. We could we could do that because I lived in. In England for almost two years. So I fancy myself, you know, a little bit. As you should. As I should not. I know, exactly. You're Madonna. You're Madonna with your accent. I Uh, fancy myself English. I'm spotty. (laughs) Um, So, yes. So, when I did have a lovely, I mean, I had a lovely childhood. I, Mm -hmm. two parents were together and... I had an older sister. My mother um, 
for lack of a better term, fancied herself. Um, I love it. I love it. I know, right? She was a a bit of a a small town socialite, if you will. Oh, you do have that air about you. You got some of that. I feel like you have that air. But like naturally, it's not a turn off. It's like you just kind of glide into a room. Thank you. Well, my mother did teach etiquette classes. Oh, holy shit. Yes. She was a model. She Mine too. Look at that. Did we know we've never connected over this? I know, right? That is strange. My mother was uh, definitely older. Now she has since passed, but she she had me when she was 45. That is so expansive for me as someone who is yeah. nearly 40 and sometimes thinks about having children still. Yes. So, so please know they they didn't get married until, first of all, my mother was six years older than my dad. Woo, woo. Excuse me. They got married Booger. when she was in her late 30s. And this was in like the late 60s. Like, so she was going, she was, she was like being a badass, like way, way ahead of her time. This woman is what she I'm was hearing. actually. She, she what was, was her from, name? Um, Anne. Anne. Way Anne, ahead of her time. Her, I mean, her maiden name was Cox, Anne Cox. Ann Cox, that's Thank a lovely so much. name. Very much so. She lived in New York for years. She was engaged to Roy Scheider. The, I don't know who sh- that is, but... The sheriff from Jaws. Ooh. Sure, sure, sure. Um, she, like, did summer stock up here. She worked in fashion in New York after she stopped modeling, whatever. So she was living the life in New York. Huh. And then her dad got sick. So she moved back to Tennessee. Whoa, interesting, I know, interesting it's, parallel. Is, I, it's, this is a very interesting story that I can't wait to see when it's a play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she moved. So after her dad, she went back home right when he was super sick and then passed away. So she was there with her mom. What age um, was that? She was in her, oh gosh, I don't know exact, but it was mid-30s for okay, sure. Okay, okay, okay. Mid-30s, which... Which is uh, like grandmother age in Tennessee at <laughs> right. in the sixties, <laughs> right. like, probably still, probably, probably still. a little bit in some pockets for sure. Um, but yeah, so she went back and she was like so above it, as she has said. You know, she was like, okay, but I'm here. I'm here for my family. I'm here for my mom. You know, like I'm here. And so her friends were like, well, there's one other single person in town. <laughs> there's only one other old. <laughs> Oh, so you gotta marry. <laughs> so we'll like do a party and see if you all meet up. And so, yeah. So dad obviously was the person. And mom told us later, she was like, obviously not at the time we were, but glimmers in their eye. Um, she was like, yeah, I, I wasn't that impressed, but like he was so nice. And the thing that really ex- was interesting is that yeah he hadn't traveled as much as she had he hadn't done all the things that she had done but he was interested and generally curious Ooh, that's important i think just so important so he wanted to hear about where she had been and had hopes to go to some of these places Mm -hmm. versus so many of the people in the small towns are like no i'm fine here you know like Like that's terrifying right right i would never why yeah so he was intrigued so she was like all right so they like went on another date and then the funniest thing is that because he was younger and maybe a little slow when it comes to romance, but mom finally at one point was like, okay, I am 
getting to a certain age. Like either we're going to get married or I do need to move on. And so he was like, oh, yes, I'm sorry. I haven't proposed. And she was like, okay, save the money. Don't get me an engagement ring. I'm going to go back to New York and get myself a Cartier like wedding band. Like let's, yeah. And then they like bought a ring for him at home, like a gold ring, whatever. But mom was (laughs) like, okay, I'll take care of it. Okay. Which is, I mean, can I deny being my mother's daughter? I don't think so. Oh my God. I love it. Although it's so funny. So my, I'm like thinking about my parents' story. My dad proposed to my mom and he offered her, I I was waiting to see what the other thing was. Yeah. 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 He, he, He offered her a diamond ring or a motorcycle. Wait, I love that. I'll take the BMW. And then they like matching beamers and rode around the US and Canada for like a year on their honeymoon. Stop it. I know they're pretty. They're like, that's pretty awesome. OG cool parents. Oh, the coolest. I like a cool mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. My mother was um, a different kind of cool. She sounds like a like uh she's a badass. I'm sorry to be like, um, excuse me, I know exactly what Cartier band I want. So I, no, I'll figure you. it out. And I still wear that. I don't have it on I right remember. Now, I, I have it on a necklace that I wear almost daily. It's because beautiful. I absolutely love it. I mean, it's very understated, whatever, but she was like, let's, you know, let's put the money on something that's uh something a little bit matters. nicer. You know, like uh, <laughs> let's do that. I've thought about often taking it to like get appraised, but also it doesn't, I like, no, it's more it's, sentimental. It's too, yeah. It's way more sentimental for sure. So, um, but the thing about mom is that she was very, she was raised to, I mean, to be a socialite, to know how to be a wonderful host, to travel and to know things and to be interested in arts and all of the things. So after she had moved home and with dad, she helped start the children's theater in my small town. Like she was bringing in this book club, like she was really trying to help expand the arts into this small town in Tennessee, which was, it's still evident today of like, it's the children's theater grew to be huge. And there's so many, it's a pretty, it's a very, um, um, uh, it's a very art centric small town, Cookville, Tennessee. Is the name oh, of it. So, she was a woman of impact. Yes. Yes. So, but she very much, I mean, first of all, I learned, if not from a previous life, my love of New York from her mm. because it was always like her second home. And so yeah. we started coming up here growing up, like just her best friend was up here. My namesake was up here. Um, and so my sister and I would, be up here all the- it was like inevitable that who's your namesake her best friend from college betty claire oh. oh but she stopped going by you know in new york she lost the claire which i think was a poor choice she was going by yes. betty but it's a different i think time, the, different the, the the i would have lose the betty but that's you know to each their own to each their I own know. maybe she was just leaving it for me and that's okay she but, was yeah so How kind Oh, so, I mean, it's really what a giver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, so all that to say that I really was raised with a lot of shoulds. Mm. Oh, I, I can see where they show up now. Absolutely. So my mother was very, she wasn't just, she wasn't cold. She wasn't like the typical idea of a socialite or artsy person. She was very warm and compassionate, um, very kind and generous, but still Mm -hmm. there's the underlying of like how you should behave and what's expected of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and what people, I mean, I, one of my earliest lessons was the way to essentially, when you're at a party, people don't really care how you're doing. Just make them feel good and they'll enjoy your presence. Mm, that is uh, that is absolutely true. Just ask, that yeah. is the quickest way to get other people to like you is ask them questions about ask them. Ask them about them. It's so, so true. Right? And so I that was the majority of my life until I started resenting people. Until was, last summer. <laughs> until literally two months ago. No, no, no. No, but, but I... No, you are very good at making people feel seen and heard. Like you nailed it. But that, you know, to your detriment for to such a long time. To my detriment for a long time. But yeah, definitely much better. And then my father is just such a kind more quiet spirit um he's definitely more verbose now as he's gotten older. <laughs> there's space but, uh, there's no space for him to talk i know truly so but i did have such loving parents and and do with father but um yeah i was a very dramatic child but nonetheless so surprising it that is he surprising. went into all of these lines of work. it's really weird it's really <laughs> weird that i have such a need for attention and performance <laughs> I I just think that's so interesting that you both you and your mom ended up moving and you were a model right as a kid or growing up yes so and I, I was. and still are eh, are you I'm still like modeling? a and the I, pandemic's like what are we doing anymore what are we doing I know I was like I haven't officially been on a shoot since the pandemic but um yeah I'm like a plus size slash real person model at this stage I think but um yeah no I did model when I was younger and the crazy thing can I interject yes so I essentially was too that's how I felt which is we are couldn't have more different body types but that is like some of my when because I had a modeling agent for a while and it was like I was like I know I'm a small person but this is kind of right well, and that's but then you'd go, thing. and I'd be bigger than everyone else in the of room. Of course, of course. As a size two or four, like right? wild, wild. It's so fucked up. It's so insane. Now, when I was younger, I was like regular model. You were tall early, right? You very got tall. tall. Very I've always been tall. Like always been the tallest in my class. Uh, I'm six one now, um, but I was five eleven in high school. Like that's, that's got there. that's got to be its own hell. On yeah. some level as a woman. And then I was modeling 12 Except for that part. Except yeah, for that oh, part. I, Except right. for that was also horrible, right? Because it was yes. like, I was as a, like a preteen and a early teenager, I was modeling as an adult woman. Which is so messed up for it's our so culture. Fucked up. It's so fucked up. Which is why we are dealing with all of the body image stuff that we are continuing right. to deal with. It's so, so messed up. Yeah. And so that also leaves no room for the development of a woman's body in my mind. No. Right. Right. Because it's that essentially prepubescent. I mean, I had gone through puberty, but nonetheless, right. you know, had the boobs and no other body, which right. was ideal back then. Um, I think they still prefer that now. No, they do. <laughs> most, most. Now, maybe a little ass. No, it's true. You can, have, you can have a really coming. big butt now, yes. which is, thank you, I guess. <laughs> Something. Bless, bless. I mean, it's the industry still is riddled with problems, but it is significantly better. It is. Um, it is. But yeah, so I did do that for a while. And um, yeah, so I've been in New York a, a few times. Um, um, We were talking about 
you and your mom having parallel life career. You know what I mean? Like moving to New York, modeling and moving back. Like, I didn't know that. I think that's really fascinating. I think that that's for a sick parent. And yeah. I want to know if you're around the same age when this happens. A little bit. So that's what's interesting about, I feel like I'm almost living an extension of my mother's life now. Um, because I think we actually, with my aforementioned intuitive astrologer i did do a past life regression with my mom no like after she had passed but like our relationship because i was like there's something stronger than just the the 23 she died when i was 23 the 23 years that we were together in this life um that's so young you think like yeah like my mom's dad died when she was 19 and i remember as a child thinking she was a grown-up and like it wasn't a big deal and like at 23 you're still a baby baby Oh, maybe so 19 hard. for sure. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it absolutely. Is. So I had moved to New York, living my life, um, having, you know, here's the thing. I, I was here in my early 20s. I quit college to come up, pursue my acting dreams. At the time, it was mainly theater. But Mm -hmm. let's be honest, I wasn't really auditioning. Okay. I was was working in the restaurant. So many actors. I know. And this was back, I mean, this was in 98, 99. So, like, this was before the way it is now. Like, it was, you look at the back of backstage magazine you show up at different things you know it's like i had a pager at the oh time. my gosh hilarious like, you find out if you have an audition on your like voicemail you know your voice machine like it's insane so i yeah so i was just partying really i was partying working in the restaurant and having a time in my life let's be honest please well, no, that's a, at like, that age at that in age. your early 20s like you need to kind of do that you need to party thank you yeah um, and then I found out my mother had a brain tumor. Mm. And so I battled with um whether I stay, whether I go, because she was like, Don't, she didn't want me to come home. Yeah. Well, and that that's so interesting, right? Because she knows yeah. she's been in she that position. Knew. Absolutely. And so I just had to. So I ended up moving back to Tennessee, moving to Nashville. And then she did die about a year and a half later um, from diagnosis. And I'm so happy I went back home. Like, I'm yeah, so I happy I had that time for yeah. sure. And also, honestly, I don't know what kind of fucked up mess I'd be in if I still was in New York in my 20s. Like, I well, can let me tell you, you might have had an autoimmune disease because I really partied as hard as I could. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened. I mean, I would not doubt it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the curse of being a little too fun, a little too fun. And the body saying, I'm so sorry. Can you stop? Please, please <laughs> don't. No more. Oh. No more Jameson. No more oh. tequila. Oh my God. Here's what's funny. Jameson was like my drink of choice. Well, it was funny because I remember I first started bartending. One of my like cool friends was like, yeah. well, if you're going to start bartending, you got to learn how to drink Jameson. Like poured me a shot. Oh my I was God. like, all right, I'm going to learn how. Because I was yeah. like, yeah. I don't like whiskey. Give me a vodka cranberry. Right. And then I was like, I'm a bartender. The Lord I'm side. cool. I can, I can drink shots of Jameson. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I cringe, know. cringe, cringe. It's all cringe. Um, But yeah, so I left. And I was younger when I went home than when mom went back home. Uh-huh. Um, 
so yeah, but it is a very interesting parallel because I it think is. and she had already she had been in New York for like six or seven years at that point, mm-hmm. six years, and mm-hmm. had quite a career because she mm-hmm. had gone from acting and modeling into the actual fashion industry. Like she was um there was a one of the first big department stores was B Altman's. Mm. It was like before Bloomingdale's, before all mm-hmm. that. And so she was the head of accessories. Oh, that's there. very cool. Yeah, and she was like writing for Women's Wear Daily, and like she was doing all the fashion stuff behind the scenes. And so she had quite an established career. Um, and so when she went back home, she kind of made that decision that now I will have a family. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. now, okay, I've lived this life and now I, I guess it's time to settle down. Mm. Um, So I feel like in a way my life is if she didn't have to settle down. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Right. Like you, she get, you got to choose the other adventure path. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, you're honoring her memory. I, I truly feel like I am. And I feel like she's with me all the time up here. When I go home, I don't feel her at all. Oh, that's interesting and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah. F Let's that noise. Out. Let's I hang out in New York. <laughs> and the afterlife is way more fun in New York. So much more fun in New York. There's so many people um, <laughs> in the afterlife in New York. Um <laughs> So New York is just always crowded. It's Dead, always alive. Crowded. There's just tons uh, of people there. No matter what plane you're on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it is a very interesting connection that I have had to her. But I mean, because she was an actress and a model and I grew up in that mentality, like my, and also I'm an American woman, my relationship <laughs> with food and weight and all of that has always been troubled yeah. It's always been my my crutch, if mm-hmm. you will. Like that's yeah. always been in some of my most depressed times, you can see by my weight. Right? Yeah. 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 Like Same I, for me, too. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't I I say this in a joking manner because I don't really I, I'm not belittling any emotions, but I do wish I was a person that lost weight when I was depressed. <laughs> I I never understand the people. They're like, I'm so stressed. I'm so skinny. I'm like, I don't know what what you're talking about. I don't understand that at all. I'm like, I ate three pints of ice cream today. Um, No, (laughs) (laughs) not that much. But nonetheless, (laughs) I mean, I could. Listen, if you ask me, I'll do it. I really have a strong dairy intolerance and I probably could. I I mean, I would very much regret it. I would very much regret it, but I probably could get there. I could that was it. the one really that could. was my drug of choice in college when I uh was bulimic. I would really? I remember the the what like I have this wow. very visceral memory of like throwing up ice cream a lot. So I like had a weird wow. relationship. That's so interesting because you know you're gonna be sick. Like you yeah, didn't have yeah. to force yourself to be sick, essentially. Well, I mean, I still did. It was like yeah, either I'm gonna leave this and I'm gonna feel crappy and then I'm gonna Right. But yeah, there was like a lot of oh, that's so gross. That's super gross. I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I love gross things. I don't know if you know that about me. Well, I, I am. I am definitely uh, that same person. It's like yeah. no filter, a little too gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think it's interesting talking about eating disorder. I don't think like when I was first modeling, I for sure was anorexic, mm. but I felt as though, and maybe this is just. um 
maybe it's naive of me, but I don't, I don't consider that the disease. I think I had the behaviors of anorexia because of mm-hmm. the situationship. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because I, it's not something, obviously, I mean, going back to like kidding about gaining weight or whatever, but it's true. Like I haven't carried those behaviors and I haven't been a, like a purger or anything. So I haven't dealt with like, I, I feel like it's been very much situationships yeah. in yeah, yeah, yeah. my relationship with food. I mean, I mm-hmm. ate nothing, totally did the orange juice cotton balls, like did- Wait, the- wait, 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 you yeah. ate cotton balls? I soaked in orange juice. Oh my gosh. Fill, fill it up. But like- At, And how old were you? Oh, that was when I was like 14. Oh, 13, baby Claire is eating orange flavored cotton balls. That no, breaks it's disgusting. My but it like breaks it my heart expands in your stomach. And right, you right. You feel full. Yeah. Ugh. So like, but those were tricks. You know right, what I mean? Like right. that's what people taught you. For right. Modeling. I just, I just like snorted Adderall and drank well, coffee. That, <laughs> yes. Yes. I, Adderall wasn't around too much when I was. Yeah, it yeah. Wasn't I'm really a little, a I'm a little younger, a few yes, years yes, younger yes. than you are. I mean, um, Coke was everywhere, and I did right. Coke a little bit, but not. Uh, it scared me too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, this me. is like in college at 14. I like, yeah. luckily, I grew up in a bubble of being from Maine, so I like didn't. That's I nice. went to college and got a bunch of issues. I yeah, actually yeah, yeah. got through high school unscathed. That's impressive. I know. Looking back, I'm shocked. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah, very I, impressive. You made up for it. I really did. I like went hundred percent from like yeah. eighteen to thirty. I was like, let's rip this shit open. I am in it. Yeah, I, I'm realizing how much this podcast is going to show people how much of like a garbage human I was. <laughs> no, but I think that validates who you are today. Honestly, in my mind, I do seem like such. A, I think people have this impression, especially like I don't know. Or and I worked really hard for this, and yes, I'm sure we'll get course. into this at some point. Like this idea of like being so nice and put together. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, nah, it was real messy. No, but that's why you you weren't the annoying person eating a salad <laughs> with people eating pizza. You know, it's because you right, get right. it. Like you trying not to die. <laughs> right, you're trying not to die. Like that's a different thing than trying to just be like healthy. You know, Guys, it's like. I'm superior. I'm superior. No. Like that's, that's like I'm just trying not to shit my pants on set. Yeah. What a great idea to not <laughs> shit your pants on set. I mean, a way to be memorable, but nonetheless. <laughs> I, not to get hired again, though. To get and that's hired. always yeah, the goal as an actor. That is the problem. That is true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I find that I have, even though I've had bad situations with food and you know image and all of that I do not see myself as someone who has battled with and continues to battle with disorder beyond binge eating (laughs) I guess there's that but I don't purge it's just the binge eating side of it right right, um so yeah classify that as you will but well it's a way to I mean so many people I think so many people come to me and they're like you know what i'm an emotional eater 
And I I tell this to everyone, every human being is. is. It's just to what varying degree because our bodies are super smart. So they know in a pinch when we're really stressed or we need dopamine, we need a hit of feeling better. A little bit of sugar is going to temporarily fix that, right? Or temporarily make us feel a little less stressed. Yeah. Then on the other side of it, you know, your cortisol spikes, you feel crappy. So what you're telling, and this was the same for me because I went in and out of bulimia from 18 to- Really, I had, a, I had a, a one relapse in my mid thirties around my divorce, where yeah. I like just was yeah. so overwhelmed with grief. But it was how I made. I didn't have enough. To, I'm a highly sensitive person, as are for you, sure. and mm-hmm. no one gives you tools to yeah. manage your emotions. So for me, and this is where it was the same because I did purge, but it yeah. was binge, 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 binge. Because for me, it was shove down those emotions. I don't know what to do. I'm in so much pain. Shove them down. And then for me, it was like purging them out. We're like, props to you for just keeping, not that it helped, but on I know. I I think psychically it felt like it did where it's like, no, I'm just going to the stomach ache. I've I've always thought of and I don't know anything. And this is, please know. Um, I've always <laughs> thought no. of She's like. Not an expert on anything. Not anything. I think the reason why I was able to distinguish that I didn't battle with an eating disorder is because I felt like so often it was, the explanation was being told to me that it has to do more with control. Mm, right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I wasn't doing these things to control a situation or to control myself. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta keep up. I gotta whatever. And so that's why I didn't feel like that transferred in a way or whatever. And now when I'm eating and shoving my face, <laughs> I I mean, let's be honest. I mean, even making myself sick, but not throwing up. Um, if I'm eating so much, it's just it is a punishment. Uh-huh. For me, sometimes a lot of times it's a punishment. So I often will put on weight because because modeling at such a young age, yeah, um, and being a woman, um, my value is associated with how sexy or how right. sexual right. I am, yeah, um, because I became very sexualized at a young age, and so Ugh. for me to gain weight means I'm no longer sexual. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. punishing my worth. I'm putting myself, I guess maybe someone could say, Hey, Claire, that is control. But I know I was thinking that a minute ago, but you were going on and I was like, no, I'm, I'm no, sure, right. Claire. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's not at all what you were just saying. Um, but yeah, I think that's so often that is a lot of it is just like, well, I'm worthless. Therefore I'll create a padding of this fat. And so there's a reason I'm, I'm no longer worth anything. And I no longer, right. um, am obviously I'm saying, obviously people don't like me because I'm fat. Mm, right, right, right. Well, it's, a, I always, you know, I really think it has so much to do with like protection, right? Mm-hmm. Or like on some level, you're just trying to hide. You're just trying to protect and yeah. like often extra weight. It's like your body trying to keep you safe because it doesn't feel safe at a yeah. core level. And like so much of the work I do is like, let's, and and this is the really tragic, sad part is so many of us don't feel safe in our bodies because we have these really buried, painful emotions and yeah. situations that we do not want to feel, know how no. to feel, know how to process. We don't want to go there. Don't so we're, deal. we're it's so it's so it's like so counterintuitive, right? We're like doing these things to get away from ourselves. We're like right. make you know our body feels like it's got to make itself safe from us. 
which yeah. is like so heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And then we're also at the same time making ourselves miserable. It's oh, like just absolutely. going in a different direction. You know, it's right, like avoiding right. one thing, but going around the corner and making ourselves <laughs> right, feel right. like shit because like, of Like which hell do you want? The permanent yeah. one, which is like making right? yourself sick, avoiding how you're feeling or the temporary one of going inward and healing. Right. No, no. I don't want to do that. I want to control and go the other way. That's so funny I said that. <laughs> um, you know, here's the thing, everybody. I'm going to say this to the public. Here's the thing about having a conversation with Liana. Things become very clear and very evident. You're just having a normal conversation. And then you're like, oh, wow, life lesson. Oops. Like, oh, wow, I just like discovered a whole thing about me. Um, <laughs> we did. We did. You hear, like, you heard happened? it here first. I we heard it here first. Um, but no, I do want to say, I mean, there's so much to dive in about the food and stuff, but I have to say, going back to when I saw your post about starting the group, yeah, I it was like a beacon in the Aww. night. Now wow. I have to say because that was what 2021. Yeah. So we're like still in the pandemic. Yeah. We're going into the second summer of the pandemic. It was like maybe that right. the end of that April, I think I put yeah, it yeah, out Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like springtime. Yeah, because yeah, we started in like May or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because, and I am not unique at all in this, my depression became quite severe during yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The one positive thing, if you want to flip it to make it sound like that, one positive thing about the hustle of New York mm -hmm. is that you can fucking avoid and like self-medicate yes, by activity, you know, yes, like by, yes. and I am thankful for how busy I was before the pandemic because I was a, I was doing fun things. Like I mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. busy with things that I truly loved. I was starting to get worn out, but it like, what a wonderful problem to have in now that I, you're having too, too much fun. fun. I was having too yeah. much fun and I was involved in a lot of projects and it was yeah. just, it was a, it was really great. But you know, when you're stuck with yourself, and dealing mm. with right world like, burning who's this lady like the end of humanity whatever it's like what <laughs> just light topic light topics and so my depression got really like there was almost i felt like there was a switch that flipped mm -hmm. um like may june of 2020 for me and it just it was hard to like it got really dark, very scary, suicidal thoughts numerous mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. And of course I was like, I'd gained all of the, all of the weight because yes. I would just sit and eat. I, I mean, mean, you and the whole, yeah. Oh my everyone, God. Everyone. Right. Except for yeah. the rare weird people that like got healthy in it. Right, but um, right. yeah, I just eat my lucky charms. That's mm. one of my favorites. But anyway, Those are fun. Um, <laughs> so good. So when I saw your, Post. Yes, there is that like nutrition element of it, but it was yeah. so much more about like just as a whole. And it was such a good group. Obviously, hello, I'm returning and continuing to work with you. But um, for me, what that group did or working with you in that time, the group yeah. and the individual, the one on ones, 
I was able to get out of the darkest, deepest part mm-hmm. of my depression. Yeah. To realize that I needed more, I needed different and mm-hmm. better help. I had been yeah, going, yeah, I yeah. had a therapist, but I think I had right before the pandemic, I had switched to a therapist that specializes in complicated grief. Yeah. So we were like diving into specific, because my sister died uh, six years after my mom did. And so, and there's a lot of complicated stuff there. We won't go into it, but <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound complicated at all. Not, not at all. Not at all. all. But I was like diving into this emotional stuff and then the pandemic happened. And so then this therapist and I, I it was, we both were just like, well, what are we doing? What's, what's the world? You know, like she was right. trying her best. How do we even, right? Like therapist, I mean- Therapist must Jesus. have been, we all were having a hard time. Such a hard time because it's hard to make sense or like, cause we're all feel safe. No one was feeling Absolutely. safe. Absolutely. And so going through your program and helping, I think with the clarity that I got after doing the detox and then the talking or whatever, I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I, I can help myself by reaching out yeah. and by changing some things that I can change, right? Which is yeah, finding yeah, a different yeah. therapist, yeah. looking at, because I've taken the same antidepressants for years. So I was like, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. let's maybe adjust this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really credit, I mean, in a way, not to be extreme, but also to be very real. And I'm tearing up as I say this, you saved my life. Oh my gosh. Now we're both crying. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean- Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever said that to you. So I thank you for that. No. And wow, that really hits. Like, I'm so, I mean, my fucking pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. And and it just, and I want to just like zoom out for a second for everyone because I always i'm gonna make this about me for a second guys i wish you would (laughs) no i my journey has been so interesting and unique in the sense that like i i really do feel like everything happened in my life in the order it was supposed to and even though it was really hard and dark for a while like i came to this like i was one of those weird kids that i was like i'm always supposed to do this thing right and it you know during the pandemic i had a lot of shifts i had just gotten divorced right before that like yeah. i was really like questioning like what i was still doing as an actor and i really like this part of my life i had had my business for a while and i knew there was more to it than food and i had been uh-huh. dealing with people for years around that stuff yeah and i finally got brave enough to really sit with cuz we all had that space to be quiet right yeah and i was like what do i care about the most what helped me the most cuz i like yeah. you i kept getting i had an influx and i just basically like was giving a lot of free support cuz like everyone in my community no one had jobs like everyone, no, yeah. like so my actors Freaking out. Yeah. no one had anything and um it was just wild because I was like giving very low cost free because like no one could yeah. get a therapist and like, you know, right. I definitely could bridge the gap in between that. Right. Like I'm gray yeah. area help. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which was like really what I needed at my age. It was yeah. someone who knew about nutrition, someone who knew about who could like hold space. And exactly. And so I started having so many people coming to me with your exact, not, not necessarily exactly. like yeah. ideations, but gaining weight under like getting unhealthier in their house. And I would almost say that most people, I think. There was this weird trend in the first year, six months, where we all right. got a little, we're like, we're going to do at home workouts. And then when this thing didn't end and we didn't know what was going on, everyone's yeah. like, fuck it, we're drinking every night. Yeah. Like, give me the chips. Let's like, let's figure yeah. out how to do this. 
So I really saw this uptick in physical and met like both. Yeah. And like I, for me as a highly sensitive person, they were so interconnected and I just felt really called to put every tool i had had to, to, you know, heal my eating disorder, heal my autoimmune, heal my anxiety, heal my depression, heal my low self-worth. I'm like, what if I put this together? Yeah. And I, and I was terrified, but it was like, there was a need to put this out more. That was for, for the first time in my life, bigger than my fear. Yes. And yes. I was like, whoa, I need to like really put something out there and I need to push past my fear because there was something in me that knew. And like, I just say this to say, we all have that, right? Depending yeah. on what you are, what you're interested in. Like, I t- truly believe that everyone has this special thing that they only yeah. they can do, that only they can contribute. And for some reason, this is the thing that needed to come out of me. And mm-hmm. I, I, we must do it. You must listen to that voice because literally it'll save someone's life. It will. It has. And like, and that's crazy. That. Yeah. That's crazy to yeah. me and beautiful. That's so yeah. beautiful. And it's like the, you know, the moral of it being like, wow, if you really yeah. honor and listen and figure out who you are and do the thing that you, that matters the most to you, there's no doubt you're going to have a positive ripple, ripple effect on the world. Absolutely. I'm like, I really want to receive that and honor that because that is like the highest compliment I could ever get for literally just being myself, essentially, right? Like doing what feels the most natural to me. Um, And like, you know, but sharing your gifts, sharing your gifts, not just like waking up and being you, like you realized I can help, I can do this. And so you made yourself available, which I think is scary sometimes. I was terrified. I, when I put that out and you received it, you also saved my life on some level. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, whoa, this weird yearning that you have, like it's needed. It, I got validated maybe because yeah. like you as an actor, it's yeah. really toxic. Honestly, it's not it the best the industry it's in the, the world to be in. <laughs> and like I had ups and downs and beautiful parts of my career, but like I wasn't getting I just didn't get the validation and not that you no. should get it outside of yourself, but I didn't mm. get that. And it was a really beautiful moment of like encouragement for me to follow it. And the fact that it it had such an impact and continues to is like, that's Absolutely. such a gift. And like, I love you so much that like, oh my gosh, like I could die now. Like that, that makes my life worth it that yeah. I was able to do that for you. Well, I, I mean, obviously I can never thank you enough for it. And I, I think it's interesting because- I think you should try though. Okay, well, I I, I will. (laughs) Every day I will wake up, send you a voice note. Thank you. (laughs) Imagine if I was like, and I eat salads and I'm better. Yes, I'm better than everybody. (laughs) Um, No, but I think that that's, it, it truly started work doing that- group and working with you really started a ripple effect of becoming the real Claire, if you will. Like, obviously, we're continuing to, I mean, be so lucky to know who I was at a younger age, but that's so rare, right? Like, it's taken so long. And I think that I didn't do, I I didn't do the group for a few times after that because I was truly like just focused on actual mental health. Like I just need to focus on. Absolutely. I was like, okay, we're just, uh, we're going into therapy and seeing the psychiatrist and psychologist all the time and like really doing the work. Yeah, you did the work. Nothing else mattered at that point besides, you know, just making sure that I was stable. That's exactly right. 
Yeah. And so I, so, but from that, it's like, there have been so, there's been such an evolution that I am so proud of, but also has been so fucking difficult. Let's be honest. Cause it's not always easy to, no. again, going back to facing what's going on inside yeah. and yeah. and managing that. But I mean, in that time I came out, Yeah, I, yeah. I, dealt with so many of the uh, the facades and the or I guess typically facade is just a singular not multiple but <laughs> a facade of like who I should be and whatever and like I have like wanting to not stress out my dad and uh, like yeah. that I'm a queer starving artist you know what I mean like but now he knows I'm a queer starving artist so um <laughs> I wish I was starving. I'm not. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's such a phrase that's so bad, but I know, I know. You have to make a make a joke out of it. But um, but no, so I'm so thankful to continue to do the work with you. Um and these groups because I'm just there's always more to uncover and to work on and different focuses and I hope to never be done working on myself but I'm just very thankful for for you sharing your gifts and our timing of of meeting up was kismet divine perfect yeah divine yeah. Well, and truly, like, we wouldn't be doing this, what we're doing. Right. And it's so beautiful. And this is why I love group work. And I didn't anticipate this part of it. But, mm-hmm. like, watching other people's progress and growth is so profound for other people. <gasps> it is. And I didn't realize how much it would be profound for me as well. And it was so beautiful watching you come out and then get really clear on, like, you sort of creatively felt a little blocked and like you wanted to explore different avenues. You wanted to do some stuff by yourself. Yeah. And it was not until last fall that you were like, I've always wanted to do this podcast for like five years. And there was like a little part of me that was like, Ooh, tell more, talk more about that. Because like for 10 years, at least I've wanted to do this. And you know, I supported you in for really sure. like listening to that and going for it. And then it was so funny because I was like, whoa, if she could do that, huh? Huh. Maybe I could do that. Should I listen to myself and know that I can also do this? Um, but no, it's truly been such a pleasure. And then most recently, like I'd love to talk a little bit about for sure. what you discovered and what you what you're what you're just sort of tapping into creatively now. For sure. So I think it's interesting talking about the creative blocks because I I definitely, like I said before the pandemic, I was very active creatively mm-hmm, and very, mm-hmm. I have always felt like I, I'm much more of a collaborator than self-motivated, do my own thing. It's uh, way it's, less scary. Way less scary. Absolutely. Um so, I mean, I had so many collaborations and different things, but I, there's always been this, um, the story, the crazy story of my sister and my mother and all of just kind of the history that they bring and mm-hmm. who they made me be just from the, the their deaths and life. I've always wanted to do something and share stories because I think that it's, um, 
as an actor, and this is the most obnoxious thing, please forgive me, please don't hate me now. But <laughs> it's like, I love being a storyteller, right? Like it's, Wait, why is that gross? This is stupid for an <laughs> for an actor to be like. I love storytelling. Yeah, yeah, it's I guess so. gorgeous. You know, it's like I want to share yeah, the stories. Form. I know it's like, <laughs> oh, shut up, but it's true. I love hearing stories and I love telling stories. And so, me too, girl. Me too. Right, and it goes it goes hand in hand with the group work. Yeah. All it is is fucking storytelling. It is. You know? And so it's but just in the like, service of healing. Absolutely. So, and I think that storytelling can always be in the service of healing, whether it's comedic. Yes. Whether absolutely. it's whatever, right? It's just like a little different focus. But I have known that like the bizarre circumstances that have brought me to today just life in general. I'm like, that's a story that needs to be told. And so I have dabbled with the idea of it for years of like what it looks like. Is it a one woman show? Is it, you know, like, am I just pulling funny stories from my life or whatever? And I have finally decided and no, I haven't decided. It was told to me when I was shoved (laughs) I was literally shoved by my sister's <laughs> ghost while walking with Liana in the park a month ago or whatever. And you guys, it sounds crazy, but it was flat. It, I know. There was no snow on the ground. No. We're on pavement. And it did. It, it was out of nowhere. It was an aggressive It was fall. the most theatrical, yes. um, dramatic, slow motion Absolutely. eating of shit I have eating ever seen. shit. And if I wasn't that close to it, I think I would think it was very funny, but I was terrified right. for you. But it, it was like out of nowhere. I know. It was shocking. Out it was nowhere. shocking. Usually, because usually my falls are slow motion from the beginning. This one like caught up halfway and then was slow motion. Like it, usually I'm like, and here we go. And we're falling and we're falling. And this time it was like, what the fuck? Oh, and yeah. we're falling and we're falling. Like it was, <laughs> it was so bizarre. So, and then of course we were chatting and it was like, wait, this is, I don't know what combination of alignment or whatever, but it, this feels like if I can stop what you're doing, you have to work on this story. So it has been, um, it was beautiful. Um, we, it was beautiful. We like hobbled back to where I was staying and we were so actually having a meeting about this podcast. Right, this and, podcast. Like, and um, you stopped us in the middle of the meeting and you looked sort of directly at me and you're like, I have to write this story now. Stop it. I mean, I, it's insane. Yeah, It was like you got and it was so beautiful because it was like watching. Well, what I've been so it, and this is what I love about my job the most is like I get to watch people start to blossom is what it always yeah. feels like. And like become these like fuller, richer, more ha- like happier, healthier, more expansive versions of themselves. Yeah. And like in that moment, like I was so incredibly grateful to have witnessed the funniest fall I've ever seen. The no, funniest um, fall ever. No, literally. To see you have this profound moment of clarity where yeah. you stepped into your power as a creator in yeah. a way that I'd never seen. And it was yeah. so beautiful. And I think it was a gift that I got to be there because I get to remind you. Right, exactly. To work together. Yeah. Of like, oh, no, no, this is like your thing. But 
I think it it is it it's very much attributed to all the work that you've been doing. And this is the crazy thing, guys. The more you start to, and this is why I've become such like a like a spiritual weirdo through my <laughs> healing process. Right. Um, and it's so funny because I've been really afraid to almost like out myself there. Yes. Like, and even when I put my first, you know, group together, it was like, ooh, I don't want I, I want to like edge around this stuff. Yeah. But the crazy thing is like when you are forced to sort of heal your own body and be in your, your own experience, there is something bigger than you out there. And I don't care what you believe in. I don't want to yeah. push my beliefs on anyone. Sure, but sure. there, I do start to see like interesting things happen. And then I would see it over and over with my clients where when I got them to slow down, when I got mm-hmm. them to sort of make better choices that connected them to themselves. Because re- remember, yeah. like so much of disease and uh, like, I really believe that like anytime you're not feeling well, it's a disconnection from your true self. So and yeah. when we start to connect people deeper to themselves, all of a sudden, like just really interesting synchronicities happen yeah. and like just kismet things start to happen. And you're like, it's real weird to watch, especially from my seeks. I'm like, this is happening again. Like someone right. a week ago decided they want to switch jobs and the following day they're like at Starbucks and they run into their exact right person. Like this right. is odd. And our bodies are so full of wisdom and we are not trained culturally to listen, right? No, we're not. But in that, like, I truly see every time someone comes to me with some sort of crisis, it's like their body screaming at them to redirect. And it was so wild because you've been numbing out so hard because of this trauma and this past that you have. number, yeah. You really have. You're very good at it. Thank you very Um, much. (laughs) Yes, award. I'm giving you an award. I put in my 10,000 hours, okay? But- it was like your body had to almost like whether it was your sister, whether who knows, right? right we right, don't right. we don't need to know. But right. your body had to stop you and redirect you because we learn through mistakes and surprises, right? That's mm, mostly yeah. how people change and learn. And like you needed to have both. <laughs> I needed it like smacked in my face. Yes. But watching you have that physical experience and then an hour later have this really truly what felt like a divine moment of clarity and creative inspiration was no i was like well here we go again with whoever's could do like pulling this crazy it really was it's so funny because when i've tried to like when i've shared that part of the story of like yeah and then i just then it like came to me that it needs to be the story now i cannot explain it Right? Seems it's like, okay, that's fully unrelated, Claire. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, yeah, no, that clarity came. And I don't think had it happened, had I had such a tremendous fall without you, I don't think I would have been able to get there. But because we were just like in that headspace and talking and like receiving, I was receiving and like open to think, whatever. It just really, I'm not saying that like everyone should be around you and fall. but like I am <laughs> but also like it could change your life you know what I mean like <laughs> oh but no God, that... I, am, I am very thankful for that and I am excited I'm so excited for what's coming and Me I haven't too. said that in a long fucking time I know you know what happened last so time it was so hard because I broke my heart to see Claire the first summer really struggle and then you didn't oh. come back to me until last summer and I almost yeah. felt like I had failed you because oh. it was like and which no. is like we've unpacked this and I right, need right, right. to like stop taking responsibility for everything as yeah. way too highly sensitive <laughs> person but it was really beautiful because at the what happened towards the end of last summer is like you got hope back I did and like, that is the key that so many people, and that's part of, I think being a good coach and, you know, holding space in that way, it's like, if 
if you have someone in your life that is, and it doesn't have to be a coach, or, it could be a therapist, could be a doctor, could be a best right. friend, whatever, a teacher that yeah. gives you hope, like hope is the thing you need to move forward. And I watched that spark come alive. And from then it's just been like continuous, like healing and opening up. And it's been really amazing Absolutely. because I know, like I was so struck by the the first moment i remember it like i said yeah. like how powerful you are how commanding how funny how graceful like you know you have this like beauty and elegance but like mixed with like intelligence and comedy and you com- your presence is so commanding so to Thank see you. you start to find your way back in it in a more fully embodied way has been exciting so like it and it's so funny and i say this all the time because like mm-hmm. i you know i'm such a sap but i feel like i fall in love with like all of my clients I so love like that. i am so invested in everyone so to see you continue mm-hmm. to start to like blossom and like get to witness that it feels like such a gift and i couldn't and i'm like a little witchy and like my whole body like for the sure. idea of what's coming for you just feels so exciting to me Yay! like i just this knowing that is so powerful yeah um it's just, a, yeah, I mean, it, I'm so proud of you and I'm Thank so you. in awe of, of the work that you've done. And I, I'm grateful that you've allowed me to sort of create a container and to guide you a bit. Girl, I truly, I wouldn't be here without you. That's for sure. I mean, I I have been a collection of my therapist for years, but I <laughs> <laughs> no, but Same, I think, right? right. But I think beyond just your guidance in helping just in general, like with gut in mind and with just listening to your energies and all of these things, you have also been just a great support. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you can see that you are so excited for your clients and knowing that like you have a cheerleader out there is sometimes bigger than any sort of therapy session honestly i'm not saying don't go to therapy but i'm saying no like, it's it, both <laughs> I, it, it pairs well they we pair with wine and cheese me well. and therapy are wine and cheese the oh, be- best yes. the best compliment i had received re- last year i feel like one of the uh-huh. best was one of the women who is in our uh fall session she uh-huh. came to me because her therapist recommended that she come to me Wait, and i had sense. no idea who her therapist was wow. and i was like that is such a high compliment because like, well, I guess one of her other clients had worked with me, but I didn't, I don't know this therapist. Know? So <gasps> it was really, that was really, so How yeah, we pair, we pair well. You pair, we pair very well. well. You, yes, I do. So I thank you. And I'm excited about this. Um, Yeah. About this next group and what comes up and all of this. And also when it comes to like the food stuff, I, it's always relearning so much of it, yeah. you know, like, well, because Again, we know our habits from before. We know. Right. And like you've had these habits for how many years I now? Know, right. You know. And also it's like many. logically I know, but then it's like sometimes you have to turn that logic into wanting almost. Yes. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, and the, I truly think though that like so much of it is core issue, right? So yeah. as we get you happier and more aligned to what you want to be doing. Yeah. Stuff is going to fall away. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah. The binging, the, the food stuff is just still an indicator that you're not fully showing up and being authentic or maybe you're out of balance. Like, you know, we're discovering right. what it is. It really but that falls away. Yeah. That falls away when you start to give yourself what is actually underneath that that yearning, that needed, you know, that yeah. the void we're filling. And, we're, and, you know, that's that's what you need to discover more than like, because we all know like, yeah, eat more vegetables. Like, obviously, yeah, like, sure, don't eat a bunch it. of sugar. Yeah. But it's a little more complicated. It's a that. little more complicated than that. 
So I okay, so before we wrap yeah. things up, I have a couple of rapid fire questions that I, I them. want my to <laughs> ask you. <laughs> okay. Um. So, what what do you do? And we know sort of the disconnection side of this, but what yes. do you do to self soothe when you are upset, mad, or stressed? We know we can lean into the ice cream, but what are some of the sure. other tools you've developed over these past couple of years, or or just maybe one when you yeah, know yeah, yeah. you're not feeling great? Well, I mean, I think it's uh, playing games on my phone. Mm, That's what I do. I go into games quite a bit. I mean, there's definitely the scrolling of like Instagram or Mm -hmm, TikTok or mm -hmm. whatever that can happen. But I think I'm thinking too much with those. So Mm -hmm. I'll play like puzzle games or whatever. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm thinking, but it's not like active. Right, right. It's a way to like numb out. Whatever. Yeah, it's totally numbing out. And like, I'll be like, generally thinking about what I need to do or what I should be doing or whatever. But it's mainly like, ooh, this purple bubble needs to go with that purple bubble. You know, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, well, and I think it's and, and how do you end up feeling afterwards after you do that? I mean, I essentially play until I feel like I can't hold my eyes open anymore. Like I just I right, right numb into unconsciousness yeah 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 and, and I you feel do like that crap. late at night right yeah I'll do that till three four in the morning which is that is I think it's that's probably along the same lines as a lot of people who eat chocolate late at night yeah because it's like that can be like just a lack of connection yeah like loneliness and please know I'll eat chocolate while playing the games <laughs> <laughs> like I will not discriminate I will not discriminate no I'm doing everything at once but nonetheless the phone is the yeah the games on the phone on the other side of that yeah I feel best in my body when that's tricky I mean the first thing that comes to mind which I think is what you should always go with is um those rare moments and I'm trying to I when I'm doing well I try to do them more and more and that's when I dance by myself in the apartment I love it personal you know? dance party I love yes those. I'll turn on I Robin love I love oh Robin. yes gets yes. me every time and Lizzo of course but Robin OG okay. um and yeah and just dance around I can dance for much um less time than I used to be able to but I but nonetheless it just feels so good because it's just truly acting out of a joy and happy place it's not you know and you can stop when you want to stop it's it's just it's personal to dance do party. it for fun yeah. yes yes well Claire it has been such a pleasure thank you so much for your vulnerability and honesty thank, thank you, you for spending the past hour and change with us please tell everyone where they can find you thank you so much so my podcast is clarify your day spelled as it is I didn't do fancy spelling um, there's also <laughs> a wonderful episode with Liana in the first season. I mean exactly so you can if get you, that yes wherever the podcasts are um but on Instagram you can do clarify your day as well as Claire LBS is my personal Claire pounds Claire LBs C-L-A-I-R-E LBS guys her podcast is amazing thank you so and I'm not just saying it because I've been on it <laughs> Um, so go follow her, go check out her podcast and we'll all be waiting for your book or one woman show or Broadway show, whatever this turns into. We're so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you for being 
who you are, for being part of my journey, for being part of my Mind Body Elevate family and community. I love you so much. Have a fucking day. And thank you, fucking day. A fucking day. Have a fucking day. (laughs) I'm like trying to figure out how I'm signing out of this. I know, right? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Listen, it's to the point. (laughs) Obsessed. <laughs> oh, I was like, I'm gonna thank everyone for listening. <laughs> yeah, right. Them. Um, but thank you truly for listening. And uh truly, I love you all. Thank you, Claire. I love it. Love Through It is hosted by Liana Nielsen and produced by me, Claire Burns. If you're interested in working with Liana as a client, or you're interested in hiring Liana to lead a workshop or be a contributor, you can contact her through her website, healthybyliana.com, or through Instagram, at healthybyliana. Thank you.